Hey guys. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chasing Easy. This is Teresa Leet here, your hostess. And, you know, Chasing Easy is about making life decisions where sometimes they're hard, but we usually will chase the easy way so we can stay away from the hard choices. Um, we have a guest with us today and his name is JR. He is the husband of the former episodes, part one and two, Jesse's story. Jesse is his wife. And so her two episodes, if you have not listened to those, then I encourage you to go back to May and June, listen to those. And now this episode dropping is JR, and he's going to follow up with what Jesse had shared. So this is the man, the myth, and the mystery being revealed in this episode. <laughs> and just as a reminder, everybody, just hashtag chasing easy, like and subscribe to the podcast. There are five different viewing channels that you can see it on and share it with people that need some hope and inspiration. That's our that's our goal here. So JR, all of that intro, I wanna say thank you so much for agreeing to be on here. And Jesse called you out. She said, you know, you gotta have JR on here. And I said, you're daggone right. And so I'm glad that you're here and that you learned how to obey your wife. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm kidding, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, so what I would like thank to start with is Jesse had shared that that you had been praying for a wife pretty specifically. And she, she had also shared, I guess, the actual prayer. She sent me a PDF of it. And that is in the show notes. If, if the audience wants to go back and look at that, that's in the show notes of the, I believe it's the June issue. Um, take us from there. Why were you praying for a wife? And what happened to lead up to you praying for a wife? So just to kind of give you a, a little bit of context uh, of, of my story. So I, I was <clears throat> married for um, from the time I was 18 to the time I was 30. And um, Jess and I started talking, I guess, when I was 35. So there was a, a five-year gap between my divorce and, and us starting to, to date, uh, actually uh, 34. So four years um, officially, but it was like right at the tail end of 2014. And um, so for, for me to go from a, from a, uh, a relationship that I started at 18 to 30 um, and go right into to full on dating, with, I, I knew that I would get married again at some point, but I, I didn't want to, to date, um, seriously date for, for a while. So I put some time, um, some really serious yeah. time between. Um, and uh, in, but even in, in those four years, what I started to realize is that, that we all have, um, we, we all have a, a, a list of things that we're kind of looking for in, in a, in a person, in a spouse, mm -hmm. in, a, in a mate. Um, it's even more so if you've already been through a divorce um, because the, the list changes. It's, it's different than when you first start dating someone when you're young. Um, you, don't, you don't have any um, life experience and you don't really know uh, all the things that you're looking for. Um, and then when you add kids into the mix, there's, there's that dynamic that you're having to think about. Is this person going to be right for my kids and all of that? So for me, what I realized was I had a list, but I never really considered that the other person looking to date me also has their own list. And was I going to measure up to that list? And not, not to the point where, you know, I, I'm not talking about money and all the things. I'm, I'm just talking about the, the really, uh, you know, the deep emotional things that, that you know, we- like Values, we, right? About, yes, right, exactly. Morals, values, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. 
because inside of a relationship, we can grow and build and all the things. But if you if you don't have someone that has the same core values that you have, um, that doesn't, you know, they don't they don't um, parent the same way. They don't um, they don't love God. If, if that's, you know, what what that like for me, that was a that was a, a deal breaker for me. And mm -hmm. um, so I, I learned that it, probably in the in the midst of that five year, four to four and a half, five year time frame that, man, I, I I've. I've been only thinking about myself in, and so I started asking God for very specific things, uh, you know, to, to really hone in on things that I needed to change things that I did in my past marriage that would have, um, maybe saved it. Cause I, I, I probably should also say that I wasn't the one that wanted the divorce in the first marriage. And so there was a, there was a lot of emotional, um, you know, like I, I stayed emotionally connected for quite a while in that relationship because I didn't want it. And um, obviously that wasn't healthy either. Um, so I also right. learned that in that, in that time frame. So I think a lot of people would probably leave one relationship and maybe, you know, a year down the road, hop into another one, but never realize that they were still emotionally connected or still emotionally available to the person that they let, that they're not no longer with. Um, whether that's good emotions or bad emotions, it can still keep you tied. You know, um, in my case, yeah. I was just always available. You know, like I, I would just drop everything to be available because I wanted to connect again. Well, and Jr., what you're referring to is called soul ties. Yeah. So, you know, you, you give yourself away to somebody emotionally, physically, whatever that looks like. And, and there is a soul tie there that unless you deal with that and address it, it stays with you and it impacts future relationships. Absolutely. So I, I want to ask you just a couple of questions because you had mentioned, you know, we started out with the list because you were praying for a wife and you had a very specific list. Yeah. But your first wife, you, you mentioned a couple of things. One is, and that was before we started to air, that you knew her since you were 13. Yeah. And then at 18, you got married. Did you have a list when you got married then? Um, no, no, I... I um when I was, well, because we were together for so long, um, we, we grew up together. I mean, you know, like we, and I think that's pretty normal, at least in my, in my experience, it was normal to, you just kind of progressively go through this and never expecting at 13 that this thing is going to last for this long. Now there were a few, we broke up six months into that relationship, you know, when I, and then got back together and then broke up right as she was graduating high school. Cause she was um, three years older and um, for a couple months. And then we got back together and, and, uh, you know, that was pretty much the end of it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, now I don't, I don't think that I had that list, but I also, I didn't realize getting into a relationship that young, that, that you have to, you have to start building lists of things that you want to do and accomplish together, um, oh how you're gonna how you're gonna stage your growth together, and and at 18 nobody nobody tells you that stuff. I mean, you're not you're you're not you know kind of kind of given this guide that says, hey, you, you really need to talk things through and figure out, okay, what do I want to do in the next two years? What do I want to do in the next five years? How am I going to? And you'll hear me use this term a lot. How am I going to protect my wife's heart? Um, and and uh, oh. That was that was something that that I learned in that first marriage that that I I didn't do, um, and I didn't I, I, I there were there were things in the marriage that that uh, you know allowed her um, uh, to to feel you know unval like I don't know what the word is exactly um, like vulnerable. Um, her dad left when she was really young. This is my first wife I'm talking about. 
her dad left before she was um, born. And, mm -hmm. um, and so there was always that detached, you know, feeling there. And so um, like, she always felt like, you know, she wasn't wanted and all that, right? So for me, she always thought that I was going to leave her. That was, that was from the beginning, I'm, I'm, you're gonna leave me. And, and that's the, so. Um, that's the fear of abandonment, by the way, which many women suffer with and struggle with and don't give it that name, but that's what that is. Right, right. Yeah, and so, you know, it's, it's me constantly saying, you know, that and in my heart, I, I had no intentions of ever leaving. Even when things got hard, I, I was I was willing to to work things out, and th that stuff happened. But um, I think um, where where I where I went wrong though is is I think as men we we don't we're we're not told that there's things that we need to do to foster security in our wife, and not not financially and all those things that those are important, but not in, in this context. There, there's things that we need to be able to say to them. We need to be able to speak speak certain things to 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 who they are and 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 their their value because so many women don't feel value they don't they don't they they find their value in so many other things you know um, men have treated them in a way for so long that they they feel like their their physical value is is their only value where where that's so not true right and um, Jr I, I gotta what you just shared right there is giving me chills because. The women that are listening to this podcast right now, our audience, a lot of them are probably feeling devalued or feeling that the only value they have is in their physical appearance. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when you say that they're looking for other things, yes, women do a lot, but I have found men that do too. And anytime yeah. that we're looking for our identity in people, positions, or uh, possessions, any of those, when we're looking for our identity through those things, it is always going to fail. Yeah. So what you just hit on is really powerful. We are more than what you see. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Much yeah. more than that. Yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, we, we end up trading off, you know, parts of ourselves in, in that, in that exchange. I mean, if we're, I, I, a lot of people will get into relationships and they'll, they will, because that's where they feel their value is, they'll just, They'll just trade that that piece of themselves, and then and then they and then they get hurt, right? And so then they they keep walling off the the most important parts, you know, the the really intimate parts. They they wall those things off. And um, so for me, when I in my first marriage, I realized, you know, after that that ended, that I had not protected my my wife's heart, my ex wife's heart. Um, and um, and so when I I knew going into my next relationship or my next marriage. That was going to be something that was that was so key. Um, so speak to me a minute about that. Yeah. So when you say you know protecting her heart, yeah, what does that look like? What does that mean? So okay, so I'll give you kind of a visual uh, thought process. I had a conversation one time with my daughter and a boyfriend that she was dating, and they they were getting into like disagreements and arguments, and there was tears, and there were there were words, you know, like he was using his size to kind of like you know, she, she felt kind of threatened a little bit by his size and, and things in these conversations. So I said, did you have your I, gun next to you? I know, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah. And I sat down with him and I said, you know, I, I asked him, I said, if, if you guys were out somewhere and someone said something to her that was inappropriate, that he, that somebody tried to, to, to touch her, grab her, say something to her that was just, you know, off the wall and, and was completely inappropriate. Would you would you fight to, to defend her honor? Would you, you know, just mm. go all in, right? 
physically attack somebody because they they were they were doing that. And of course, yeah, absolutely, right. And um, you know, to, to do anything to to make sure that she is protected and loved and cared for. And I said, well, why is it that she leaves your presence um, feeling the way that you're describing? You you would fight for her honor. But yet your your words, the things that you say to her are actually cutting her deeper than than, you know, some stranger that might say something out somewhere else. And and so um, those are the kind of things that I that I think about when I'm when I want to protect my wife's heart. I want to build up. I know all of their I know all of my wife's insecurities. I know Jess's insecurities. I can speak mm -hmm. to those things like like no one else can because because she can she sees them as, as insecurities, but there may be things that, that she can't see. Right. And she does the same thing for me. Like you said, mm -hmm. she, she talked me up. Well, there's a lot of those things that she talks about that I would never even think of as anything, you know, and then she speaks. Wow. Into me and, 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 and that that I mean, those those things when when I leave home, having having her say those things over me and, and building me up. That protects my heart. So when I'm out in the in the work work, you know, out at work, I'm out in in stores and things like that. The, the temptations that, that are out in life, those things yep. we're protecting our our spouses by 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 really honing in on on and, and saying the things that need to be said because there's so many people out there in infidelity and 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 just they yep. they they're missing something in their own relationship. So they figure I can find it out in, in another one, right? Sure. Uh, yeah, but it, yeah, unfortunately, it turns into just more trading of that same, you know, of those same physical traits that that we're talking about before. And all yeah. we really needed to do is is to really protect, you know, each other's heart. Oh, that's so well said, and it it reminds me of the the book study or the Bible study. I guess it is a book study, uh, love and respect. Mm -hmm. And so the elders talk about, you know, the man mostly wants to feel respected, and the woman mostly wants to feel loved. And what you're talking about here is something that's internal that we don't necessarily see on the outside, although it manifests in the way we carry ourselves, in the way that we love on other people, and the way we feel about ourselves inside. So that is just like core to having a, an incredible relationship, even through the difficult times, because we all have them. You know, we can love our spouses dearly, um, but there are things that can can trigger certain things. And so it's not always 100 percent. All smiles. Right. Um, yeah. No, you're absolutely. But right. the more that you you realize and understand that your spouse is not the enemy, that they're there and they love you and protect you and cherish you and honor you. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to get through those unscathed. Yeah. So I just, that's just so powerful. And I love how you said to your daughter, how old is your daughter? Uh, 22. 22. When you were talking to her boyfriend about, you know, protecting her, loving her and caring for her, that your words are a whole lot more powerful mm -hmm. than your actions. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody in the audience needs to hear that. So if the guy is saying that he loves you, but his actions aren't lining up with what he's saying, Ladies, you need to really take a strong look at that. Mm -hmm. All right. So, sorry, I just, I wanted to really hit on that. Um, and then a question for you too. And I think what you were referring to, you jump from one relationship to the next, which a lot of us do because we were getting our love and our identity and our feeling of self-worth from other people. Mm -hmm. That's rebounding. Yeah. 
But something that you did is you took some time off. What did you discover in those couple of years where you came out of a divorce that you did not want that you said, Mm -hmm. took off those couple of years, what did you discover about yourself and how did that inform what you would do with your next wife? Because you knew you would get married again. Um, well, I, I guess that's a, that's a, probably a big one, a <laughs> big question. Um, well, I guess I knew there were, there were, the, okay, here, here's the easiest way to answer that. I think um, because one of the things that we we told my ex-wife and I told our kids as, as a result, I, we we said we both took our eyes off of God at different times and and stopped you know really seeking what was right and and became very selfish in, in our in our actions and um, you know of course there was a lot of details that we don't we we didn't discuss with them but that that was that was true I mean that was absolutely true so I knew going into my next relationship, my, you know, the one that I was going to be in, you know, forever, um, that God was going to absolutely have to be at the center of it. And, and, and so intentionally that, that, um, you know, it, it just, it was a deal breaker if that wasn't the case. Um, but, but that's not always easy to find. Um, when you're, when you're looking, you could be, you could look at so many different places and people will say that they're a Christian, um, or that they, that they follow Jesus. And then you get into a relationship with them and you realize quickly that, that they, they may just be saying that so that they can answer the questions on, you know, um, you know, on, on the online dating site that you're, that they're a Christian, or that might just be a, a word that they put in as a search yeah. because people are searching for Christian, you know, Christian man or Christian woman. And it turns out that their relationship with there's no relationship, and um, you know I, I don't we we couldn't do Jess and I couldn't do this life we can't separate our our life from that conversation like God and our and our life is so intertwined that that you know if you try to separate him it just doesn't it, it wouldn't make sense we wouldn't be able to explain our life without him um, yeah and, uh, yeah that's beautiful yeah that's beautiful it's it's all where your focus is right and you, you mentioned being you know, you became selfish when you were talking about your last, when you were talking about your ex, but mm -hmm. something that I, I have even learned is that you can't be selfish and happy at the same time. No, no, you're you right. really can't. Yeah. You think you are, yeah. you know, that's just like seeking, seeking the next high almost. It, it's, if you're doing it for yourself, it will eventually fail. Yeah. It just, or you're going to continue to want more and more and then you're never satisfied. Right. So. Yeah. <sighs> All right. So now, now you're, you're beyond this. Let's say you're two years into this, you know, new discovery of who JR is and who JR wants as his wife. And so now let's fast forward to where you met Jesse and how that relationship unfolded. And that will end the, the, the season or the, the podcast on where you are today. Cause I think it's a beautiful yeah. story. Sure. So um, Jess and I actually um, met at a, at a previous church um, when we were both married. So we were both in the same church and she may have alluded to this. I don't know on, on hers, but um, so I was married to, to my ex-wife. She was married to her husband, um, her ex-husband, and um, we, we were both on the same drama team. So there was a, a church drama team and we would do skits and plays and whatnot. So um, I knew of her in, in, in that context but again, remember we're in a we're in marriages and we're not commun we're not 
hanging out because you know so so there wasn't really any depth to that just you know how you would know someone if you got together once a week and did you know drama practice or whatever she was um, an acquaintance correct yeah exactly well, and it's funny it's funny because later on I'll, I'll kind of come back to that because i didn't realize how much i didn't know about her <laughs> so anyway um but all i knew about her and i i also went to church with her sister and um brother-in-law and um, so I knew them uh, really well. And um, so all I really knew about her is just her personality. She was always so, so excited, so loving to people and her, her, her kid and her, her son at the time, all of those things. And, and she was just always happy. All, it just always seemed the joy just coming from her, right? So that's all I really knew. Um, and uh, so I was, 2013 um, was, I, I was getting, I was, I had just, there was a Facebook post that came up on, on our Facebook. Now we, we lived in two separate areas. I lived in Delaware. She lived, you know, pretty far out into, in Cecil County. So there was about a 30 or 40 minute difference in, you know, and our circles never intersected. Once we both left that church, we, we didn't see each other. We didn't have any, you know, direct contact at all. Um, and, and so anyway, and she was still in her marriage. So um, this 2013, this, Facebook post popped up and it sounded like, you know, something wasn't, you know, like, like she was all oh, like she was single. I don't know what it was that she posted, but it just, mm -hmm. and, I, and this thought came into my mind, like, oh, she would be somebody I'd be interested in. You know, that, that, that was just the thought. Right. And, and she wasn't even sending it. It wasn't even, it was just in the feed. And then, you know, two weeks went by, something else popped in the feed and, um, and I, and, and I was clear that she was still in marriage, whatever. So I moved on, whatever. I ended up in a relationship for a year and a half after that. So um, at the end of 2014, I, I had gotten out of that, that relationship, which I kind of mentioned this before the podcast, there are sometimes you're going to go into relationships uh, in between the one you find that will be exactly what you need them to be at the time. Um, mm. So that relationship that I had right before Jess um, was the one that really helped me put boundaries in place and helped me break that, that emotional um, connection that I had with my ex-wife for, for, you know, cause I've been together for, with her for so long and I didn't know how to put boundaries in place. And yeah. so there was a relationship in between my, my um, ex-wife and, and Jess that, that allowed that to happen. And I just, she just wasn't the right person for me. Um, but it's, it, it actually had a, a purpose um, for, you know, for both of us, we got to learn and grow from it. Um, sure. So anyway, 2000, end of 2014, I, um, I see a, another post pop up from Jess in, in the feed. Again, not directed to me, not, you know, and, uh, but her, her last name was changed. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So you weren't stalking her, right? No, Let's be no, clear. Just, okay, no, just, all right. <laughs> just the, the luck of the, you know, just luck, right? So yeah. I see I see your last name changed. So I sent her a, a, a Facebook message like, Hey, I see your last name, James. What's going? You know, what's going on? You just kind of reconnect. And um, what I didn't know is that the night that I sent that message, and, and she may have alluded this too in her her um, podcast, but um, that night her ex husband was being arrested. Um, and so, yeah. So I, I sent her a message, and the only reason that she responded to it is because that was happening, and there was like some chaos going on in her life at that moment. And uh, she never mentioned it. She just, it was her birthday and she was with some friends. And, and so she, uh, she answered the message and, um, you know, we, we started chatting back and forth and I don't know any of this is going on in the background. So I have no idea what's going on in her world right now. And so I'm just 
trying to, you know, send messages to a girl that I would like to, you know, a woman that I would like to, to, to date or to hang out with or whatever, right? And, um, and but I couldn't figure out she was being, you know, it's really always hard to get connected. We would talk and text and all that. Um, and then December came around and she started being a little bit more, you know, we'd talk more. By the end of end of December, we were talking every day, hours, you know, we would spend on the phone and, and you know, um, we hung out. And at times. this point, did, did you know anything about her past at this point when you were talking all that time? Was it? disclosed or I didn't know I didn't know the the depths of of it uh at that point I mean I, I knew him uh brief you know some of I just always thought that they were oddly matched um when when I knew them I was always like she's really happy he never looks happy at all that was all that's really all I knew um but okay. she, kept, she kept so much of that uh relationship uh you know hidden that nobody sure. really knew the truth um, and it took, it probably took a year into our own marriage to find out some of the depths of, of what it was going mm. on. Um, but we, um, well, so we, we ended up really talking all the time in January and we had to, we were going to go out on our first official date that wasn't like at her house on the back deck. We were going to go out for Valentine's day, uh, 2015. And, um, I mean, okay, I wait, like a wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So I think she said something about the deck where you weren't allowed in her house or something. Were you always like just hanging out on the deck? Tell, yeah, tell me what yes. that was. Yeah. So she, we, we always we call it deck dating because um, she had her son and he was home. And because of all of the stuff that had gone on in that previous relationship, he was afraid mm -hmm. to leave the house. She didn't she didn't feel comfortable like leaving him with somebody else because he was feeling very you know vulnerable and stuff. Um, sure. But because. And she didn't do this with anybody else, but because she, he knew me from before, she just passed me off as one of the girls. <laughs> so she would tell okay. me, oh, it's just there. He's just one of the girls. It's fine. Whatever. Right. And so I, um, you know, so that, that kind of made it okay for me to be at the house, but not really be, you know, and um, so we would hang out on the back deck and we would talk for hours and hours, look at the stars and all this stuff. But the thing was, like, we could, it, it was so comfortable. The conversations were so comfortable and so easy that, man, I just, I felt like head over, I just knew, I knew in, yeah. in just a two, two months, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want. Right? Like goosebumps. I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I was like, so, you know, uh, into it. And then come to the end of that month and I um she started getting scared because of all the things that were get, that were happening in in her world um and by this point I understood that there was some, you know all this legal stuff was going to happen and 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 what he was capable of and all that stuff and but he was still in jail and um and so um she she, she stopped talking she stopped responding to text okay, completely just stopped and uh, and so I I had a friend of mine that um that I would like run things by right well I sat down one night and I just I wrote a poem and this was just before thing you know Valentine's Day we were supposed to go out and I wrote a poem and it was it was about her but it didn't specify anything specifically about you know her name or anything like that so I just titled it to my future wife from your future husband and it was all of the things that I was feeling at the time you know like um and so anyway, I, I sent her a copy of it. She probably, she thought I was nuts, you know, because now it feels like, you know, well, this guy's just nuts, right? 
and I it did feel a little nuts because I but I knew I knew that, that this is she wasn't was, talking to you right she wasn't talking to me she, right like cold turkey shut cold you down turkey. and yeah. here you are sending her this yeah yeah so I, uh -huh. I realized early, I realized early on she wasn't going to respond to text messages anymore like I and I, I realized that I was like you know what I'm not gonna not gonna bombard her with things I'm just going to you know so I, I posted that on Facebook and I, I sent her a copy of it and um and then uh and then I just started you know, I started praying. I started, I, I told God, I said, you know what? The good news is I don't know. I don't have to look anymore because I know who I know who I want to be mm -hmm. with. I don't have to look anymore. So there's no need to date or anything like that. So I'm just going to spend some time now, you know, focusing on some other things. So I, um, I, I did all sorts of stuff. I, I started, I started working out because I, I had all kinds of time now. I don't have to do all the stuff I was doing. Right. And um, it, I, it's still, to this day, it still seems crazy. But um, but all that time I'm I'm, I'm praying I'm, I'm telling you know talking to God about it and it was hard because she wasn't responding I'm having a one sided you know, every once in a while I'd send a message out to her and say you know uh, I'm praying for you and Donovan I'm I'm you know like and there were certain dates I knew she had court cases and stuff and and things were coming up and so I would always make sure I I, I hit those those dates and make sure she knew that I was thinking about her on those times and um, you know anything I could anything I could do to really just um, it was, it was so much about her. It wasn't about me. Right. And, um, uh, but again, I, I knew what I wanted. And, mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, at the end of like April, May, she responded to a couple things around some of the court cases, but nothing major. Um, after one of the, one of the court cases, she did invite me over because she just was so overwhelmed by it. And so we, we talked a few times that way. Um, but it really went on like that for, um, through May and then in, I think actually in May she she decided that she was ready she said she she was ready to date and at that point I was like you know what I, I don't think you're quite ready yet um I said I think okay I'm hold on a minute yeah 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 so right. here you are right yeah. you're pursuing her mm -hmm. you know that she is who you want right she's finally turned around about face and says okay I'm ready and now you're saying nope you're not really quite ready yet yeah. That takes tremendous restraint, number one, yeah. and incredible wisdom and mm -hmm. discernment. Yeah. I mean, it, that, it was, that's huge. I, again, I don't, I can't take, I, I can't take credit for any of this stuff. Like literally um, it, it just, I, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't want it in the wrong way. And I didn't want to mm -hmm. rush. I didn't want to rush her because I knew how much, how much stuff she had going on. And, she, and mm -hmm. the whole time, I mean, she was like, I, I, everything that was going on in her life she's like i'm just gonna ruin you like you, you don't understand the depths of what i'm dealing with here and um and so uh you know and you can't foresee all of it i mean i will say that you can't yep. foresee all of the things you, you you can't but um but I, I you know so at the end of so we the whole summer i think i really upset her at that point when i told her no and so for the whole summer i didn't we didn't talk at all and then in august um i i I, I either I posted something or she posted something. I think she posted something and I commented on it and it kind of opened the dialogue back up a little bit. And, um, and so, uh, you know, we, we ended up hanging out a couple of times and, and, you know, getting together. And again, it was always just so easy. Um, I, at the end of that summer, I actually invited her to go with me to the beach with the kids. And I said, you know, I'll take the kids to the beach. Um, I would like to take Donovan with me and, and we're going to, we're going to go down and she, she was going to go. She agreed to it. And um, but then at the last minute, she ended up having to work. And she was like, but, you know, 
Donovan still wants to go and, you know, which if, if I wish you guys knew, could know him, mm-hmm. it, it, that was a God thing because there was like him going with anybody was anywhere yeah. was really, really odd, right. So the fact that he actually went with me was just odd, you know, um, you know, based on everything that he had been through. And so he went, we went that day and um, I had a photographer on the beach. There were, there were photographers that take pictures of you while you're doing stuff. Right. And they'll come around. You can, and I'm like, you know what? Take pictures. I'm going to, and then I, at the end, I just bought all of them. Right. Not knowing what was in them. Right. So all the kids are playing on the, you know, get, trying to get up on these surfboards, you know, and uh, man, there was one picture where um, I, I was out in the water. Donovan had just got up for the first time and stood up on the surfboard and the way that the, the photographer just snapped a picture and in the background you you see him standing on the board for the first time kind of and I'm in the background and I'm just like so excited in the background and then when I I didn't know what that picture was right but I sent those to her and she said you know later on she told me she said when I saw the picture of you being excited for my son that way she said I knew she said I knew there was there was no you know like you know to be able to yeah so she's like I've never seen that kind of joy in somebody's face for you know and um so you know just little moments like that um sure god yeah. winks yeah yeah exactly um yeah so she and, and i didn't know this too like there was a lot of little moments in our in our story that 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 felt kind of like soap opera moments but like um i had posted a picture of me getting into a relationship with with a um with that, that girl i mentioned before right her, um, her name was megan I posted a picture of it on Facebook, right? This was right around the time that I thought that I thought Jess was single and, and it turned out she wasn't, right? Well, things were were ending at that point for her and her her husband. And so she had she had taken a screen grab of that picture that I posted and sent it to a friend and was like, Can you believe this? This guy's been single for three years. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and I would have never known that, right? But it turned out it was totally true. Like sh- that actually happened. And um, and uh, so she still had the picture saved on one of her old phones. <laughs> <laughs> just little weird stuff like that had happened. And, and you know, it was just, you know, God just knew. That, that was um, being orchestrated all in the background before either one of you even knew what was going to come to be. That's yeah, what's so yeah, cool it, about who we serve, our yeah, creator. It, it was. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we um, but we didn't, we got to, we started talking like, you know, seriously talking August. Um, it wasn't long. I mean, we, we got married um, the following April. So I proposed in November of that, uh, of 2015 and we got married in April and um, you know, I, again, and get, getting into a relationship um, when God's at the center of it um, you know, and the, and the growth, I mean, the growth that I've seen in, in her, in her world since then, is just unbelievable and the stories that she's been able to share with people oh um, yeah when when you allow god to take your your all the hurt and pain and heal it first you find Mm -hmm. you find freedom from that that those those things and then you can share that with people oh my gosh you know i'm just blown away by her now um but see it takes you know we all have to have somebody who's edifying us somebody who is is speaking life into us like you said, praying over us and, and the two of you praying together, it, it, it is a combination that results in the beauty that you're seeing in her now. Because for so long, a lot of us, women and men alike, have been beaten down. And even though we look like we're put together on the outside, we're still wearing a mask. Our inside does not match our outside. And you have to have people that 
number one are aligned with your your mentioned it earlier your core values you know do they have the same morals and ethics that you have and believe in and of course Christ is at the center of that and if you don't have those or if you start negotiating on those things that you believe in you're going to end up in a really bad spot yeah. and that's what most of us do because we want to be loved and accepted so badly that we will settle for bad love yeah no that's what many of us do yeah uh, but your your story is just so inspiring and and i just i'm going to ask you to end on this because i know that you you were just madly in love with your wife that you had extreme patience that you exhausted everything and were still selfless to be able to to love on jesse in a way that she has never experienced mm-hmm. which is also part of her healing, you know, that's, that's what the yeah. Lord does. He brings the people into our lives that we need to help us to see that. Right. But I would love for you to end on a note where you're going to share something about either what a godly man looks like, or for the women who are listening to this podcast that have been hurt or dissed or whatever you want to call it by men, mm-hmm. what is something that you would share with them to say, look for this, and then you'll know that you're, you're going to be with a good man. Is there something that, that we can look for? Um, I think there, I think there could be, I mean, I, I think you, you really have to see, um, well, okay. I'll give you one, one thought that, and this, this actually came from a friend of mine. Um, and, and she kind of pointed it out to me later on, but she said, you know, she, she was doing a lot of dating after her first marriage split up. And she said, you can always tell, um, you can always tell how a guy is going to treat you later on by the way that he communicates about his ex. So like, you know, like really, if he's willing to share all of the horrible things, right. About, about his ex and, and he doesn't take any responsibility at all. It's all her and all the things Um, that's exactly how he's going to speak to you. Um, and, you know, or speak about you at some point. And um, because it's, it's, it's never just one sided. I mean, there's always things, um, even in the worst scenarios, there's always things that, you know, that, that we, we, we share some of the, uh, you know, of, of the, you know, whatever the word is, I can't think of it. But, um, well, the responsibility of, of yeah, whatever right. happened in the relationship, it is shared. I mean, it's two sided. And, yeah. and I know it's cliche, but there's your side, there's her side, and then there's the truth in the middle. So, yeah. that's brilliant yeah yeah so you know just really looking at at how how they communicate with other people um when you watch them from across the room you know like is this a person that you're going to want to to you know to spend the rest of your life with is you know because it's not just what he's going to say to you right because a lot of guys and i'm sure women at the same time you know face to face angels yeah, we're, we we will say all of the things, right? But if it if it can't be duplicated in any other relationship that they have, then it's probably not true, you know. Um, the other thing I will say is that you should believe what he tells you about himself. So if he tells you he's a jerk, believe him, <laughs> right? I mean, oh, I, there you go. You know, but so many women them. want that bad boy image, right? I mean, I was one. You know, I yeah. I wanted the bad boy image. And you get the bad boy image, you're going to get the bad boy attitude and treatment. So yeah, exactly right. Um, I think the other thing too, is that, you know, I think a lot of people, 
uh, will, and I, I hear this, you know, like in, in work scenarios and, and some of the young ladies that I, that I've, you know, that have worked with me in offices and stuff, they, they, um, they compare their relationships. So they'll, they'll get out of a bad relationship and then they'll compare the next guy to that one. Right. That's not it. Right. So if we, if we're, it's if we're not fair them, either. It's not fair. Right. But if we're using the, the our worst relationship to compare the next person to, all he's got to do is just not do the worst thing that the last guy did, right? So, you know, a, a nice guy is is just the is just the um, the price of admission. <laughs> he needs to be yeah. nice, just period, right? There's so much more than than that, right? You know, you you don't just look for a nice guy. You, you've got to have some guy a guy that's going to have some depth to his to his life. He's got some some values and some uh, you know really. I mean, like I said, in in my life, I would I would not accept anyone that was not willing to to you know really be sold out to for God um, to yeah. be be you know um, reliant. All in. And, yeah, all in exactly because if if it if I take God out of my life then I'm just a self-centered, self-absorbed person, selfish and all of those things. So if I am, if I'm constantly trying to lay my, my own desires down for, for his will, his will says that I should love my life or my wife so much that I would lay down my life for her. Right. And so if, if that's the, if that's the, the, the mold that I'm trying to, to work towards then she, then she's assured that I'm going to, to have her best interest in mind. Um, so yeah, I would say, uh, you know, they definitely have to to exhibit some of that. Um, but really, I think you know their how they treat their their family is is another really you know big big thing. Um, and uh, you know, family dynamics are, are are a big part of that was a, that was part of some of my decisioning too. Is like, what do the family dynamics look like? The person could could really come out of a of, of a situation that is is going. You you can kind of foresee what's potentially, you know, down the road for you, um, based on their fa family dynamics. So you have to be careful of that too, you know, um, know what you're yeah. be careful with it, but don't let that be the only barometer right. because Correct. obviously th there are people who have come out of horrific dysfunctional backgrounds and, and family settings that are thriving. And that's coming out of that dysfunction is what pushed them to thrive. Mm -hmm. The other side of that is the person who stays stuck in that yeah. is the one that, that does not thrive and they use it as an excuse to be the way that they are. So, yeah. Yeah. but listen, you, we're going to wrap this up. You have given us some, some great insight, some, some wonderful wisdom to share. And I hope that the audience really sits down and takes notes. I do want to post the poem that you wrote again with your permission for the show notes on your episode, Absolutely. Uh, because I really think that that's, what we're missing as women, but I also think that the men have an, an incredible message in this. Mm -hmm. they, they need to be the men that they're meant to be. Yeah. And, and most men don't have a mentor to do that. So yeah. I pray that all the men out there can, can get some mentorship, drop the pride, drop the ego, and just sit still for a little while and really discover who you are. Yeah, and can I just say one more thing? Um, oh. Something that I realized one night, Jess was, uh, it, it, it started snowing and she woke up just briefly in the middle of the night, it's like 3, 3.30 in the morning. And um, 
I woke up because I heard her, but she's sitting on the floor next to our bed, looking out the window at the snow. And she said to me, I, I was like tired. And I, you know, so I went out, I went over to the another room for a second, came back, got a glass of water or whatever. She's like, hey, come sit with me for a second. And, you know, most men and most guys in, in, in a lot of contexts, they would just say, you know, I'm tired or whatever. They just kind of blow this off. And I will just say this, when your wife has, you know, I sat on the floor with her for about 15, 20 minutes and I just watched her look at the snow and I watched her just like, I was able to see the world the way she sees it in that moment. And mm. man, I'm telling you, it, it made such a difference in my heart. One, I got to see, I got to see her worship her God, right, in that moment and, and like look at the intricacies of, of all the snowflakes hitting the window. And, and, you know, and if I had blown that off, I would have missed such a blessing but I would have also hurt her in that moment. She would have just blown off again, right? And so I would just encourage guys to really take the time to really, um, you know, really look into what you're, just allow your wife to be herself and, and you're going to learn so much uh, about her world. Allow her to, to, to invite you into her world. She asked you to stop and look at the flowers. I'm telling you, I love flowers now. I love how intricate they are and how, how much God has put into every little flower, man. I, it, it just, it takes some of the stresses away from life when you can really slow down. And my wife has, has helped me so much in that way, just by doing that. So that would be another area to, to, you know, that's beautiful. And, and that's a whole nother level of intimacy. I mean, that's mm. true connection. Um, my eyes might've been leaking a little bit right there. <laughs> All right. Well, JR, you know, thank you again so much for, for participating. Absolutely. For sharing your heart in this. God bless you and Jesse and your marriage and the way that you are witnessing to your children and to yeah. other couples that are bystanders watching your love story unfold. I thank you so <laughs> thank much. You. God bless you. Thank you. All right. You we'll too. see you. Bye. Bye. -bye.